I mean, it's uh, we got iPhone day coming up. Yeah. Next week. Big day in the tech world. Everybody, everybody scrambled eggs when there's a new iPhone. Mm-hmm. It's just running around and making videos. and The world is clamoring for the Apple information. Uh-huh. Tell me, Will, why do I need a new phone? Tell me why it's so pretty. Tell me why it's so exciting. Tell me, Will. Tell me, Tim. Somebody tell me. I got this money over here, and I worked really hard for it. Yeah. And I need to get something. And it, it may as well have an Apple logo on it. It has to be at least a grand. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. if it can't do that, then I, I just can't feel alive. <laughs> <It's> very dramatic. <laughs> That's what happens when we shoot just like half an hour earlier. Uh-huh. It's a whole different yeah, thing. Yeah, the energy's way up. It's a different experience. Uh-huh. It's crazy how the day goes. Anyway, iPhone day coming up. And, uh, of course, we have to have all the details prior to the launch. I'm talking all of them. Okay. And so we have a new leak today. And it is coming from Kang, which I don't know about you, but you see a leak from Kang. You best be listening. Not the uh, Quo? Not, no, not Quo. Oh. Just Pal Kang. Okay. And he's a prolific leaker, according to 9to5Mac, with an excellent track record at over 97% accuracy. Mm. I love how if you're a leaker, you have a track record with accuracy, which is similar to a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. Like his field goal percentage is, you know, 55%. <laughs> Let's look at his analytics. Yeah, exactly. His stats. So Kang, is, he's rolling with a 97, which in the elite game, it puts him near the top of the list, I'm sure. And so he's got details. He has changed something around from an initial rumor. You know how we've been talking about this iPhone 12 mini, which I think is going to be the popular model. Hmm. Well, there had, I mean, initially people had thought maybe it was going to go as low as 649 to start. Hmm. And then Kang comes out and says, no, 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 699. Okay. So Kang just stole 49 from you. Yeah, he did. I guess 50. More specific. He Still did. tempted, though. He, he stole it from you. Yeah. He gets the extra. He cut a deal. Kang. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah. Uh, so he goes to 699 for the 5.4-inch iPhone 12 mini, and he also tells you what the colors are going to be. That model will be available in black, white, red, blue, and green. That's a lot of color options for the Mini. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminding me of iPods at this point. Mm. I'm having iPod flashbacks. Pick your favorite flavor. Pick your favorite treat. Yeah. They were like candy flavors when it first came out. They had the commercials and everything's flowing around and uh-huh. you're, all of a sudden you're hungry. Start eating your iPod? Yeah, you might. Yeah. Uh, what else does he have to say here? Oh, we have information about the 12 Pro lineup. Kang says 6.1-inch model starts at $999. 6.7-inch model starts at $1099. Both iPhone 12 Pro models, here's the colors for those. Gold, silver, graphite, and blue. Mm. That's the Willy Blue right there. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye on that one. It's probably that dark midnight blue. Storage configurations 128, 256, and 512. Now... This is what you're going to be interested in, some new stuff relating to the cameras. iPhone 12 Pro, 
triple camera, wide angle, ultra wide telephoto plus LIDAR. Wide angle of the new 7P lens, 1.6, I guess that's the f-stop, 52 millimeter focal length for telephoto, providing up to four times optical zoom. You step up to the Pro Max, same triple camera setup, but you're going to get 65 millimeter focal length telephoto, so the system can provide five times optical zoom. Now, the other thing is the Max model is apparently packing a sensor 47% larger. This is a this is much this is different. You got a you got a totally different camera on the Max model? Hmm. You got a 1.7 UM scale pixel? Would that make the footprint bigger then on the back, you think? Well, they got more space to work with. Yeah. Right? So physically bigger sensor, they can probably do it maybe because they don't need as much space for other components mm. right that would be taking up in a smaller chassis when it comes to the battery or you know the millimeter wave stuff the extra tele telco communication components Coke up there. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man or maybe they just want to sell a lot of this max model yeah. for a few extra bucks and so they slapped it in there and they slapped it in only there that's possible as well apparently they they are also going to rejig the whole, uh, what do you call it? Their deep fusion technology. So the software got some work as well. The night mode got some work as well. And you know how this goes. Well, when you're dealing with the computational stuff, you got to, particularly with night modes and low light situations, bigger pixels, mm -hmm. bigger sensors, depth of field. Yeah. I'm just talking. I'm just a guy that's talking. Mm. Apparently... We have a few more tidbits here. Dolby Vision video recording on all four models. Uh, 5G millimeter wave only going to be in the U.S. Display will be called Super Retina XDR display. Likely no high refresh. And there's going to be a new glass technology on the front with increased durability ceramic shield front cover. I don't think, are they going to call it that? That doesn't sound very Apple-ish, but maybe. I don't know. It's all up to Kang at this point and his 97% track record. It's up to Kang. And, oh, and this is what you really are here for out of all of it, which is when are the pre-orders? When's the availability? That's what you're all here for. And of course, Kang brought that too. Mm. iPhone 12 mini, maybe a bit of a surprise of the bunch. Pre-orders, not till November 6th and 7th. Delivery or availability November 13, 14. That's a little while, Willie Do. Mm -hmm. On the mini, the one I've been talking about. It's a little while. Mm -hmm. And so are people going to wait around for the mini, save a few dollars, or are they just going to say, never mind, give me the regular 12. I can't be waiting around because let me give you the 12 date. 12 date is going to let you order, pre-order October 16, 17. And then... Availability October 23, 24. That's sooner. Mm -hmm. That's healthier. You feel like you're getting something soon. And then uh, the 12 Pro is the same. And then the 12 Pro Max, it goes into the no November pre-order and November delivery as well. November 13, 14 for the pre-order and availability November 2021. So it's the latest of the bunch. So let me just break this down. iPhone 12 and 12 Pro, you get them the soonest. Uh, with with the ability to order October 16th. And then next up is the 12 mini all the way in November 6th. 
And then the 12 Pro Max you can order November the 13th. That's according to Kang and then 97% accuracy. Hmm. I believe it. Way to go. There you go. You got a vote. Uh, yeah. Kang gets a vote from Willie Do, so that's kind of nice. What can I say? I don't know if that really affects or impacts anyone because the thing is at $699 or $649, whatever it comes in at with the mini model, you got to think whoever needs that one, they need that one. And uh -huh. so they'll wait. The only thing is with the Pro Max, that's the early adopter type. It's, an, it's just an interesting strategy. Is it all because of supply chain or is there is there is a part of it marketing as well? Do they know that their best models are on each end of the spectrum? Right. The Mini and the Pro Max probably have the most will will probably have the most uh, convinced user bases, those that know they want the cheapest price or the smallest model, mm -hmm. and then those that know they want the flagship all the way, big right. pixels on a sensor and all that stuff. But either way, that's their strategy, according to Kang. We'll see if this comes true. And of course, we don't have to wait very long. Well, because iPhone week. day is around a corner and we're going to be scrambled eggs. Mm. Another report here, apparently Apple's going to revive the MagSafe branding. One of the, one of the most beloved... Uh, ter terms in the tech world for a number of years. Yes. Mag safe. Great memories. You felt safe. Uh-huh. Although I remember when I had a repair shop, every so often somebody had like some sort of something metal. Mm. They wouldn't even notice was attached to the magnet, a little metal fragment. They'd be like, why isn't my thing charging? I'd be like, take a look. It's disgusting in there. Huh. I'm talking about inside metal the fragments. port. Yeah, it's inside the port. Yeah. So take a look, man. That's gross. Disgusting in there. But anyway, MagSafe making a comeback. And of course, this time around, it's not even about the laptops. We're talking about wireless chargers for the iPhone 12. And we're talking about cases that support this special type of magnetic wireless charging that you will able, be able to purchase alongside your iPhone. You know what Apple's trying to do right here? They're trying to, they're trying to attach some extra line items to the invoice. Mm -hmm. You ever worked a sales job in your life? They go, yeah. get another line item on there, sir. Like the snack counter yes. beside the cashier. Yes, and they say, or at Starbucks recently, you sure you don't want a breakfast sandwich with that? Yeah. I say, no, I just, I'm good. I got the coffee. You sure about that? Gets what about a cookie? Time. What about something? Can we, you know? Or something healthy, you know? I mean, they'll try. And, and, and you know what? Sometimes I don't mind it. Sometimes I say, you know what? You're right. It's exactly what I'm looking for. And they're like, gotcha. Exactly. Yeah. And they're being tracked, and the manager, he keep, they keep tabs on it. Mm -hmm. and like, you got a low attachment rate. Anyway, point being here, think about this. Apple, they sell you the iPhone. Mm. Then they talk a bunch about the MagSafe stuff. So all of a sudden, you're like, okay, I'll get one of your uh, wireless chargers because I want to have the official Apple wireless charger, either the single or the dual, which is apparently what they're working on both. And then I need a case for it, so I'm going to get the compatible case with my magnets. Next thing you know... Your uh, invoice is twice, it's double. Yeah. And how did that happen? Yeah. Well, here's how it happened. Apple figured it out. Uh, anyways, I don't, I mean, uh, presumably these are still going to support your your regular Qi wireless charging, which would be a real headache if it did not, but mm -hmm. I fully assume that it will. And the MagSafe component would only enhance the experience of, I suppose, lining the thing up mm -hmm. on the charger. You would know that it was in the right spot. If you wanted to uh, to have the full out Apple experience, so yeah, it will apparently. This is also Kang, by the way. Kang's back. Oh, this is Kang's information as well. He says it will be able to deliver up to 15 watts of power. The official key accessories are MagSafe official case with MagSafe, 
two wireless chargers, the MagSafe charger and the MagSafe Duo charger, which of course the meaning there is a single device ultra portable charger and then a dual device if you want to charge two at once. Hmm. I don't know if it, I, 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 don't, I don't think that at this point there's anything for the Apple Watch, you know, the original, what was even the name of that thing? Air Charge or what were they going to call it? Is it the Air Charge? Air Power. They Air were going to call it Air Power. And it had a, a section for the for the watch, but it doesn't seem anyone's it doesn't seem that anyone's referencing that here. But the dual at least makes sense because then you have the AirPods. Yeah. So you have one spot for each for the phone and the AirPods, or I suppose maybe even two phones. 15 watts. I don't know if that's total for the whole thing or per device, if it's for the single or the duo, I mean, Kang, maybe he's got the details. It's not obviously not listed over here. Uh, but either way, yeah, Apple makes a return, supposedly. this is These leaks are so close to the event now that you start to believe it. You start to say to yourself, well, I mean, we're a few days away. This information is probably legit, mm -hmm. maybe legit. Mm -hmm. Microsoft, they took some shots, uh, took a shot at Apple. They came out with their new App Store principles in which they were, uh, you know, bragging about their open software environment, which, of course, is Windows, in which you can install anything you want from, yeah. I mean, and you can install an App Store even, a whole different App Store. And, oh, you want you want to have a, a your own payment structure? You don't want to pay 30 points to anybody? No problem. Whatever payment structure you like, open. We're open. Mm -hmm. In fact, let me just... I'll give you the details over here. Uh, Microsoft will not block competing app stores in Windows. Uh, users can install software from any source. On the mobile front, of course, Android does support alternative app stores. iOS doesn't, although on Android, it's not widespread. The use of alternative app stores. Uh, the software company will not discriminate against any specific business model or how a company delivers content. Uh, and people think they're taking a dig at Apple, especially over their recent uh, scuffle regarding the xCloud, uh, cloud-based gaming on iOS, which uh, there's still problems with that at the moment. It's not going to roll out there anytime soon. Now, let's see. There's another, there's some funny quotes in here. Microsoft will charge reasonable, in quotations, fees that reflect competition, competition in software distribution on Windows. Hmm. So that sounds like less than 30 Windows 10 is an open platform. Unlike some other popular digital platforms, developers are free to choose how they distribute their apps. Mm. And of course, it's very timely. They come out with this yeah. type of a statement given what's going on elsewhere. However, uh, on, a, on a Motley Fool here, they uh, cleverly indicate that X Xbox is a different story. Mm. Microsoft, they do take their 30 points on Xbox mm -hmm. if you get the digital downloads. Uh, but in that case, Microsoft says, look, that's a standalone. The only thing that thing can do is play that software. Right. It, it only, unlike platforms which are more sophisticated, unlike platforms that have, I mean, utilitarian platforms like right. smartphones and, and uh, desktops. But, hey, Apple could hide behind that and they say, okay, switch your, switch your Xbox thing. Then, right. If you it's don't agree with it. Yeah, if you don't agree with it. But uh, actually, that brings me to the next story, which I'm actually gonna ask you to skip this one and go to the next one, I'll come back to this. Uh, Microsoft told employees that it is 
going to figure out how to get Xbox Game Pass onto iOS. Of course, iOS is just a huge platform, man. A lot of money to be made, a lot of gamers to be reached if they can figure it out. And people were really skeptical because the last statement, I don't know if you remember, the statement from Microsoft originally, uh, where is it? Let me just see here. It was real negative, man. Uh, unfortunately, we do not have a path to bring our vision of cloud gaming with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate to gamers on iOS via the Apple App Store. That was in August. It sounded like it was a wrap. Mm -hmm. And then now you got Spencer. He comes out and says, well, we're going to do it in the browser. He says it's going to happen 2021, and we're absolutely going to end up there. We're going to do it in the browser, which... Are you really on iOS then? Because because yeah. they're not the only ones. I think Stadia, there's a Stadia browser workaround. It's right. all these browser workarounds. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I guess you're on an iOS device via the browser, but I just can't imagine you're going to be able to figure out the same type of seamless experience right. with as opposed to the dedicated app where you have it seem it would seem to me you would have more control. Mm -hmm. So Anyway, he, he's, he's trying to motivate his troops, obviously, and say, look, this is going to be a much bigger deal. Uh, if, you're, if you're one of these people working on Game Pass internally at Microsoft, they're going to want to know what are we getting motivated for? Where is all this stuff going to go? Are we only going to have Android? And so you're going to get him motivated. And he comes out and says, we'll do it in a browser if we have to. However, I'm sure he would still prefer, Microsoft as a whole would still prefer to figure out a way to work together with Apple mm -hmm. to have the native app, to have the right app in there instead. So unfortunately for the time being, game streaming services outside of Arcade, although you know Apple, they're going to invest in Arcade in the meantime, while this stuff is all lagging. Yeah. If they can get some titles in Arcade and deliver an experience, I maybe people aren't going to be looking for the Microsoft stuff. I feel like there's going to be a buildup of these uh, streaming platforms mm -hmm. like amazon they have luna geforce now and then uh stadia yes so they're gonna be knocking on their doors oh doors Apple's are doors. doors are being knocked on so yeah. it's gonna be a whole thing doors are being knocked on and it's gonna be a bunch of i, I just hate the workaround thing it, it much like how on an app i don't know what it is netflix i was having this issue the other day when i was messing with the spatial audio and Netflix is apologizing to me in the app. They're saying, you can't do this on the app. Mm. I know it sucks. Can you go to the website? And it's just like, you're just making my life harder here. Yeah. Not not Netflix. I know they can't. They yeah. have That's the way they have to do it. But, like, but even in this case, Apple knows they could just fix it like that. But instead, you're going to be playing the service in the browser. And really, the end user suffers because of yes. it yeah. if they're already a, a Game Pass member. So I get the business side of it, but it's just unfortunate that I like flexibility, mm -hmm. you know, I like uh, options. And of course this eliminates one of the options. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of uh, where I'm at. Uh, I'll go back to the other story now. We have our very first Xbox Series X commercial and I watched it. Okay. I have to say that I think it's better than the PlayStation commercial commercials that I've seen up until this point. So guy walks in, by the way, can you just pause, can we get a pause on this? Is that an apartment or what? Yeah. Yeah, I just mean, give it a on. give it a quick rewind. I just want you to just let's go back to the profile shot. Uh right a little forward. I mean, what is this guy's apartment? You know? Imagine plus uh, you can tell the set design here is more about 
the aspirational apartment than it is about the Xbox. And I'll tell you why. Because his couch is way too far from the TV to effectively mm-hmm. play Xbox Series X and really appreciate the 4K resolution. That's a mega nerd take. But I mean, I've been in this for too long now. You can't, I look at it and I've done the measurements. I look at, I look at the resolution of the, dis, dis, the display and, and, and in the old days, man, I would even have with 1080p, you could look up the calculator, how far you should sit to actually appreciate the resolution. Yeah, I mean, the TV is pretty small. Well, I mean, comparative. The apartment distance. is just a big scale. It is, yeah. But I, I don't care because I love it. I get it. It's a commercial. It's a vibe. His, and his and his it's a whole feeling. Really you're, nice. you're absolutely correct. And so he sits down, and you may recognize this guy, by the way. His name is Daniel Kaluuya. Oh, yeah. You know this guy? Yeah. How do you know him? Uh, He was in the Jordan Peele movie. Yeah, Get Out. Get Out, yeah. Yeah, and he was also in... Very talented. Uh, he was also in Black Panther. Oh, yeah. As yeah. well. He's a British actor. And this also this commercial also debuts a song from Labyrinth, No Ordinary. Oh. So they spent some money on this. And he goes to space. Now, there's a lot of Halo content, which some mm. people are going to maybe not like so much. But, hey, they're go- you're going to have Halo at some point if you get this console. Yeah. It's a, I realize it's a bit unfortunate it doesn't come earlier, but you're going to get it at some point. And so you have this virtual version of this famous actor. He kind of goes deep into the dream world, power your dreams. Uh, look, I'm just comparing this commercial to the one I've been seeing for the PlayStation with the guy on the boat. I don't know if you saw this one. This mm-hmm. is the one I'm seeing for PlayStation. It's a guy in a boat, and he's kind of moving towards this big wave, and then all of a sudden it's a bunch of other boats, and then it's like that's their dreamland. Which one is it? Right there, The Edge. Play has no limits. One million views three weeks ago. This is the one I keep seeing here. Ah, he just starts... He has no swanky apartment, that's for sure. Well, he doesn't have the apartment. I don't mind the boat and the look. Uh, you know, he's got a cool look to him. Uh, he, he looks like a guy in a boat. <laughs> but he just keeps going towards... And then all these other ships show up from different eras. There's pirate ships and... Uh, planes and it's a, and it's i don't know what my problem like is with this one, one. i have a I, problem with this one i don't know what it is and then he goes through this big oh. wall and then they're in outer space i feel like it's pretty cool you like this one i i like them both honestly but, uh, i've been seeing a shortened version of this this one has okay. a little more texture the one that they've been playing during the nba playoffs is a shortened version of this Oh. And it just shows the guy in the boat, and then he merges through this uh, wall here, which looks like it's going to be a big waterfall, but then it's just space. Hmm. Okay, you like it. All right. I, I kind of enjoy it. Compared to the Microsoft one? Uh, Yeah. You like that one better? I Boatman. Do. All right. Okay. So you're yeah. now you're making people rethink. They got to decide. Uh, you might be right. But for me, I think I prefer the Xbox one. Maybe I just, maybe it's the guy's apartment. Maybe it's the recognizable face. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's nostalgia about Halo when it eventually drops. Yeah. I don't know. But either way, the marketing challenge begins. The war is on. They want your console money. They're going to debut this commercial during the Minnesota Vikings-Seattle Seahawks game on Sunday night. So expect to see more of it coming very soon. Uh, last Microsoft story. A lot of Microsoft news. Hmm. Uh, Microsoft has teamed up with GameStop. I read this headline and they they signed a multi-year deal. I was thinking, oh, Microsoft came to save GameStop. 
because they don't have those Microsoft stores anymore, maybe they can do something with this footprint. There's all these GameStops out there, and we've been reporting for a long time on some of the troubles GameStop, well, has had and continues yeah. to appear to have going into the future. It's just a tough biz, man, with the physical hardware, the mm -hmm. games, the discs, the trade-ins, the digital destruction of everything they've built. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, this is a little less exciting than that. Apparently, oh. this deal just means that GameStop is going to use Microsoft's cloud services as well as all their various products to better manage their stores, their employees. They're going to use Teams. They're going to have an entire Microsoft backbone within this multi-year strategic partnership to improve their functionality. Now, they will... One piece that could help them out on the sales front is that store reps will uh, be able to offer up Xbox All Access at select GameStop stores. And this, of course, is the thing where you can pay it off over time. You get the whole deal. You get the new console. Mm. You get the uh, the subscription. And you get access to all the games. Mm -hmm. Right? And, and so maybe that's going to be appealing to people to have the opportunity to do that in-store. Maybe they would want to do that in-store. I don't know. Once people start going to stores again, I guess, or if they can't for whatever reason, or they don't feel comfortable doing it through Microsoft's website yeah. directly, you now have a retail front that can offer that up. So anyway, it is a, it, the, the employees are also just going to go very Microsoft. They're going to be carrying Surface products. It's going to, hmm. there's going to be a cohesiveness to it. Uh, you can see how this works for Microsoft because if you do happen into a GameStop, or onto their website, chances are you're going to be comparing Sony's product to Microsoft's product, mm. next gen. And if Microsoft has any type of leg up from a branding perspective in the store, it may subconsciously persuade you. You'd be like, they're all caring. Look at these guys with their Surface products. Yeah, a couple uh, Halo posters. I'm just saying, yeah. it, 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 maybe they, they kind of got a, a little um, sneak attack over here. Mm -hmm. Very subtle. A subtle sneak attack. But as far as uh, saving the 30,000 store associates that GameStop has, as far as saving the business, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if that's really going to do it or not. Because, uh, well, as, as well as gaming has been doing in the midst of a global pandemic, it's been able to do so well because it hasn't required the traditional interaction necessary that other businesses have required. Yeah. You can do it mortgage. from home completely. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we'll see, what, we'll see what happens, but they have a deal and maybe it'll work out. Speaking of gaming, gaming doing well, uh, let's talk about the PC side a little bit. A little bit. Alienware has its own RTX 3080 GPU systems that are coming out and they've got some crazy monitors up to what is it 360 hertz you got the wrong I'm story the... yeah you got the wrong story over here <laughs> somehow you went straight to the site there you go that's the one yeah i think you opened yeah. you opened the link alienware is a dell brand right yeah yeah so it's yeah. owned by dell so that's how you ended up on the Dell website. Anyway, the Aurora and Area 51M get big refresh options. And the reason this is interesting, or the reason you might people may care about this, is because you can't get these cards right now. You can't buy them. They're, they're impossible to get your hands on. And uh, since Alienware Dell, they 
I presume have some priority sequence of getting these things. Mm -hmm. One of the ways in which you can get one is by buying it in a pre-configured system hmm. in the form of the uh, Area 51M or the Aurora. And because these are, uh, they, these companies in some cases get the, the opportunity to custom configure the way these cards fit into those systems, uh, the cards that are going to be in there are some of the smallest. They were able to shrink oh. them down quite substantially. I believe that they might be the smallest altogether. The boards and cooling have been tweaked by Alienware itself to be shorter than any RTX 3000 series card we've heard about yet. This is coming via The Verge. So 267 millimeters or 10.5 inches in length, uh, uh, shorter than NVIDIA's own RTX 3080 Founders Edition. So they could they shrunk it down a little bit hmm. because they, I don't know if you've ever seen these Alienware systems. It's all very efficient. Yeah. The way they try to keep it kind of small compared to other full-fledged gaming PCs. Mm -hmm. And they have a little bit more control over the design because, well, they have a huge footprint, right? Uh, Dell, pretty big company. Mm -hmm. Alienware, uh, fairly large themselves. So they have a custom 10 millimeter heat pipe and vapor chamber cooling solution, dual fans. Uh, the card only takes up 2.5 PCIe slots and uses a standard pair of 8-pin power connectors instead of NVIDIA's 12-pin cable. So they modified all kinds of aspects of it. Now, you will pay a few dollars for these things, obviously, but uh, you could spec out an RTX 3080 PC for as little as 1800 bucks, hmm. uh, which is actually not that bad. Yeah. If you think about it, uh, fully configured. Now, they also are talking about some of the new monitor solutions. One of the most interesting, probably the most interesting, is this Alienware 25 monitor with a blazing fast 360 hertz, one millisecond fast IPS G-Sync capability. It only has 400 nits of brightness and 1080p resolution, but for gamers, I mean, that's, who cares? The lights are off. Yeah. The, the, the lights are off. They don't need the nits. And uh, 1080p is fine for anyone who wants that crazy refresh with these new cards. These new cards are capable of. They got a couple of other displays all the way up to 38 inches, which is a 4K display. Of course, you take a hit on the refresh 144 hertz for the Alienware 38. I don't know about you. What do you think is the optimal size monitor for PC gaming? What would you say, Will? Uh, I have a 27 inch. And I 27. Like it. It's like... Uh maybe arm's length right away and yeah i think they have an in between as well they have a 27 so they're going to do a 25 a 27 which is a 240 hertz is yours a 2560 by 1440 the 27 that you have i think it's higher higher yeah take it easy man is it you yeah. got to have a gpu for all that yeah anyway that one so 240 hertz 360 hertz for the smallest and then 144 hertz for their biggest which is all the way up to a 38 inch display so hmm. anyway they're they're uh like everybody else are trying to get ready for this uh, rtx stuff well they're more than ready you can buy these things hmm. one plus is apparently going to put out some uh new earbuds to go along with where are those over here no they moved to what the other ones are just one plus buds now they're going to have one plus buds z which just like all the other manufacturers, you have to have a, a more pro version right. of your buds. And that's what this looks like. The case, heavily inspired, of course, by the AirPods Pro case, it goes more horizontal. However, the way these fit in looks kind of interesting. They don't sit down. They appear to sit on their sides, mm -hmm. uh, laying horizontal, kind of like a casket. Right. 
don't know. It's grim that that's the yeah. example that came to mind there. Uh, presumably, we're going to see improved uh, performance. This is an in-ear style earbud with a, with an ear tip. Presumably, we have a better seal here, which could give you the better uh, bass experience. Maybe those are microphones on the outside for uh, noise cancellation or pass-through audio, which seems to be a thing that everybody's doing. If they want more money from you, yeah, you got to have these features in there. Or maybe the surround sound feature. Oh, that man, that's parts. a... I don't know. I doubt that. I don't no. know if we're going to see that. I but see. anyway, it's... Yeah, they're, they're looking to improve upon their premium earbud offering. We could see these OnePlus Buds Z as early as next week because we have the OnePlus 8T mm. event taking place. And then this could be a little extra that they could include, right? Yeah. It has wireless charging as well, or you can charge it over USB Type-C. Hopefully there's the warp charge as well to get them charged up quick. They look a lot like AirPods. Yes. But they're, they're actually like a cross between AirPods and AirPods Pro because they still have the stem, but then the upper part looks a lot like AirPods Pro. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a white model and also potentially a silver option. Speaking of in-ear earbuds, mm. in-ear earbuds, professional grade in-ear style earbuds. Mm-hmm. You recall this uh, French company, DVLA. We featured their speakers on the channel on a number of occasions. They have these crazy alien looking uh, wireless Bluetooth speakers or Wi-Fi connected speakers. And it's been a woe a couple different times that I feature these products on the channel. It's been a big woe. They've done they've done some amazing things with portable speakers and portable speaker tech. Well, they're going to get into the wireless earbud business with a very slender-looking DVLA wireless earbud. It's called DVLA Gemini in earbuds, which will feature active noise cancellation. They will not be cheap, probably around three hundred bucks, and they're coming in a couple of weeks. They are also going to have this pass-through capability so you can hear your surroundings, the stuff you, you would expect on a premium earbud. You can see the way the case works. So it looks like kind of a nice, subtle design, although that case looks a bit large, not going to lie, as far as the pocket is concerned. Hmm. The earbuds, on the other hand, look tiny. If you go scroll up to the top image, that's a tiny little earbud mm-hmm. right there. With the, uh, looks pretty slick. You can choose between three levels of active noise cancellation and two levels of transparency mode. That's the pass-through to hear your surroundings, which I love that feature. Uh, There's going to be a mobile app to control. Uh, Of course, you you would also have voice assistant likely baked into this. Plus, apparently the earbud is going to be able to tell if you have a good fit with the ear tip that you've selected. So you can, uh, well, get the optimal experience and say, hey, you want to try out this other tip? You can do a little sound test. Everybody's ears are a bit different the way it fits. They're promising eight hours of battery life without noise canceling and six hours with. You have uh, the case providing 3.5 charges. It works with Qi-enabled wireless chargers, also USB-C. So DVLA getting, I mean, expanding. Yeah. Expanding, and maybe we're going to get our hands on this. I'm curious about it. I don't expect to be blown away to the level with the wireless speaker because it just, a lot, there weren't too many players in that ultra premium wireless speaker space and they just mm-hmm. took a totally different approach as far as the earbuds go it's hyper competitive man yeah look at the expression you see it shocked me man when i first heard the level of bass because it's just it's a small thing you just put on the desk and it, you know we feel like a stereo over there it also looks very alien very alien 
Yeah. Oh, the whole way you interact with it, the noises, it, it has a very science fiction feel. I hope they bring that same kind of branding in the app and whatnot to the earbuds also. Hmm. But yeah, we'll get them in here. I'll test them out. Maybe they'll blow me away. I don't know. You know, well, the the uh, local coffee shops are are have been suffering in in the midst of the pandemic. You know, the whole coffee shop experience, the whole coffee shop uh, culture, as you as you would imagine it. Uh, you can't. It's just not as casual as it used to be. Yeah. To, to just march into a coffee shop, hang out for a few hours, and things like this. And so, um, I remember when when the lockdown stuff first started, there was talk of Starbucks even shutting down some stores. But of course, Starbucks, huge. They got a bank account, right? They got a bank account out there in Seattle, mm -hmm. as far as I can tell. Mm. And so what happens, you got these, 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 these huge businesses, all kinds of strategy. They can come in and say, okay, look, people aren't going to be sitting in the thing. We're going to invest in the payments. We're going to invest in the, in the pickup on the app. We're going to invest in all these like high-tech options for the local coffee shop, yes. independent coffee shop. Good yeah. luck yeah. Uh, adapting that quickly. And of course, in Starbucks' case, they, they open up more drive throughs mm -hmm. as well as another way, lower the impact, lower the touch rate, and make people feel comfortable. Well, the independent coffee shops, which uh, in many cases, it's a community feel. A lot of them are shutting down, man. Mm. They, can't, they can't do it. Uh, so we have this article here, say goodbye to your local coffee shop. America's cafe shakeup, the number of cafes in both the U.S. and Canada mm. shrinking big time, which is unfortunate because the cafe has a whole vibe to it, as you mentioned. Yeah. Place to hang out. Uh, closures have happened already. We believe the winter could bring another wave, especially for coffee shops, which depend on outdoor seating and walk-up foot traffic. That's true. You don't have to drive through and, and you know, mm -hmm. It's cold outside and all the rest of it. U.S. will have 25,307 outlets specializing in coffee or tea by the end of 2020, which is down 7.3% from a year earlier. And they expect this uh, decline to continue mm. because no one's going to get into that business. Yeah. This is a bad time to get into that business. Uh, Canada is, I think, similar, actually. It's listed in here as well. Seattle-based coffee giant Starbucks, what they're going to do, they're going to go with this uh, pickup concept from smaller format stores. So they even make it easier for the walk-up traffic in the urban environment. Mm -hmm. They find a way to do it with the low touch and the pickup with the app so you know you're going to you know what you're going to get. Anyway, it's a, it's a little bit unfortunate. It will take a while to turn around. I'm a big coffee guy. Here we go. Canadian coffee shop sales down 22% from the previous year and going to continue. So I don't really want to see a universe in which it's just Starbucks and for us Tim Hortons and then that's it. Mm. I don't think that, I mean, it's not great. I think Starbucks for what it is puts out a good product yeah. for what it is, but there is something about the independent coffee shop which will always have a special place in my heart. Yeah, and it seems like in Toronto, um, every coffee shop has a vibe. Yes. It's just very particular. Yes. Very specific to them. So, yeah, it's it's really unfortunate. Yeah. So anyway, shout out to the coffee shops that are hanging in there. And uh, if they can find ways to uh, diversify, find ways to, 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 to maybe do a few other things, maybe figure out a pickup strategy, mm -hmm. maybe get a sandwich going. I don't know. Maybe get on the DoorDash. 
Yeah. Try to find a way to hang in there because uh, it would suck for all those to be gone. But uh, it looks like they're shrinking for the time being. All right, last story. This is interesting. Humans, Will, they're, uh, they're still evolving. You didn't know that. You're evolving right now. Me? A thing no. called microevolution is now seeing more people born without wisdom teeth and an extra artery in their arm. Yeah, that's right, Will. Extra artery? Yeah, the humans, they didn't stop evolving. Huh. It's, it's an ongoing, you got to adapt to the environment, man. Yeah. That's how it goes. So Australian researchers found faces have gotten shorter over time and jaws have gotten smaller. Well, you're not chewing on all that, you know. You got all the processed foods oh, yeah. and you're drinking smoothies. What do you need all those? What do you need all that strength in your jaw for? Well, the alien faces coming together with the pointy uh, chin. Right. And a small jaw. Small jaw. Yeah. yeah. You don't although, need those mandibles. Although it sounds here like the face is getting shorter like this. Mm. So uh, pe people don't even, people need fewer teeth. They're running out of space. The wisdom teeth don't grow in because the face shrinks. There's no spot for those wisdom teeth anyway. Right. Plus, you weren't going to chew anything significant anyway. Yeah. Because you're drinking these smoothies every day. More people are being born without wisdom teeth and an extra artery in their arm as a result of human microevolution in recent years. Uh, babies now have shorter faces, smaller jaws, and extra bones in their legs and feet. Hmm. This is a study in the Journal of Anatomy. Uh, the Australian researchers claim the human race is evolving faster than it has done at any point in the past 250 years. Mou our mouths get smaller with less room for teeth. And then the other part, this artery in the forearm, in the olden days, you would have lost that artery at some point after you were born you have it maybe in the womb and then you would lose it but now people are hanging on to that artery it's bringing more blood to the hands oh so i don't know why you need that maybe for typing on these things <laughs> yeah probably you're controlling this mouse and then your hand goes numb because you got the carpal tunnel you get an extra artery be mm -hmm. uh, you're evolving yeah you're good then. rapid pace to deal with our disgusting lives yeah hunched over our various equipment uh anyway is it is it good? Is it bad? Microevolution? Uh, what can we say? I don't know. Get outdoors, uh, throw a ball around, and uh, lose that artery. Yeah, lose that artery. Keep those wisdom teeth.